Hello and welcome to the latest Canby Quarterly Results podcast. I'm Gerard Starkey, SVP of Marketing here at Canby, and I'm joined by Canby CEO Christian Nylan and CFO David Kenyon. So good morning, gents. Welcome to the podcast. Starting as ever with you, Christian. First of all, it's been another really positive quarter for Canby, particularly around the, the financial results. So can you just give us your take on, on some of the highlights for the quarter, please? Yeah, good morning, Erod. Yeah, it's been a really busy quarter, successful on many levels. Of course, we've had some not-so-happy moments this quarter as well, which I will touch on later, I guess. But uh, the positive things, revenues up 48%. Very pleased with that. We're even more ahead uh, on the full year so far uh, compared to 2020. Very pleased with, with both uh, the EBIT and the operating margin. So, so quite pleased with the quarter from a financial standpoint. Of course, we acquired ABS. Very happy to, to, to get a stronger hold of the eSports market, which I think has a great potential. We saw a little bit about uh, what it could mean to us uh, during the, the COVID period. I, I think uh, eventually it will become a, a strong contributor for, for us. The company itself, I think, is in the forefront of, of the business, have a great management and, and uh, I like the technology and I think the cultural fit is, is uh, really nice. On top of that, we, we signed two partners during the quarter, Island Luck, which is a market leader in Bahamas, and Bet City, which started on day one in uh, Netherlands and has been uh, performing very well since, since the start. We, uh, of course, continued with uh, another record of market launches, including uh, two new states, uh, Arizona and Connecticut. And then, of course, we have had a rollout retail in, in the Belgian market with the Belgian lottery. And, and uh, that has also been going very, very well for us. On the technical side, we have started to, to really ramp up on, on fully automated uh, soccer pricing. And now we're doing more than 20 leagues fully automated. And it's looking really nice. And uh, I guess we will keep on expanding this uh, over time which means that we can free up uh, the trading expertise to, to, to other things where we have a higher impact of, of, of the trading. And uh, mainly on the technical side, I would say, we have uh, now launched our American football Betfielder product, and it's performing fantastically. Yeah, it's having quite a big share of our revenues for, from the NFL so far, and it's more to come on the Betfielder product. Yeah, a very busy quarter indeed, by the sounds of it. And and just there at the end, you mentioned um, the NFL Bet Builder. Obviously, at Canby, you've been building the Bet Builder product for a while, and this NFL one is it looks to be market leading. But what is it exactly that makes it stand out from the competition, in your view? First of all, I mean we have built it in house, which means that we we now we can keep on building on this. Uh, product we will eventually have in play on, on the bet builder as well at the moment i would say that what's really standing out is that uh, you cannot only combine events within an, an uh, event but you can also combine it with other events which is impossible if you have an external price the bet builder I would also say that due to what we're doing it in-house, uh, we have a capability to have very, very competitive prices compared to the competition. Lots to look forward to there. More generally, in Q3, we've seen the, the, the continued theme of, of M&A. There's been, there's been plenty of, of, of deal-making taking place. 
I suppose most most relevant to Canby would be the deal announced between partner Penn National and the score. But among that, many other deals announced. How do you look at M&A in, in general at Canby and, and the potential impacts it, it may have on you and your strategy? First of all, yeah, you have to say that uh, the industry is very much in focus and it's very hot at the moment, uh, mm. particularly in the U.S., yeah, I think this is something you will see more and more of at the moment. I mean, with the high valuations uh, for some companies especially, I, I think uh, the interest of uh, doing acquisitions uh, we, will certainly be there. The pen dealing, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, acquiring the, the score. First and foremost, what, what we have acquired is a media company uh, with a strong brand and, and a strong uh, live score product in the Canadian market, but also to, to some extent in the US market. So from that perspective, I, I think it's a, an interesting uh, acquisition. The promise of a sportsbook technology, not uh, so sure what, what to say about at the moment. I think we have to wait and see. Uh, what, what we know so far is uh, that they don't really have any sportsbook technology. I think this is uh, probably at least a couple of years down the line where, where we will have any kind of idea of what it will look like and uh, if they actually will have a product that is uh, reasonable to, to, to use uh, to uh, keep uh, the market share they enjoy at the moment. Um, but yeah, in general, I think we'll see more and more M&A. I don't think it's something we should be especially afraid of. I think it uh, could be very positive for us as well, creating new opportunities uh, depending on who is involved. Great, thanks. And do you feel there are any lessons that can be learned from the M&A and um, consolidation period we saw in, in Europe? You know, thinking now that you know, that cycle took place in Europe and, and we're starting to see operators with in-house technology maybe reviewing their, their strategies, finding them unable to, to compete? I think this is on a very different level in, in terms of size. But yeah, I mean, if you look at the M&A done in Europe so far, they really struggle to, to, to integrate uh, all the different technologies into one. So, so I, I think to get to uh, an ideal technology stack uh, in-house, uh, it will take time for, for most uh, uh, operators uh, doing M&A. Okay, great. And um, coming to you now, David, and I, I suppose related to the future growth of the industry, you've today announced a, a share buyback scheme. Can you explain some of the, the rationale behind this, please? Yeah, we've seen, obviously, our strong performance over recent years. It's led to significant cash generation and a, and a really strong balance sheet. And that means we now have cash available, both for this kind of program, but also kind of the M&A that we saw Q3 with the Abios acquisition. So on that basis, we announced a 12 million buyback program starting today. You know, we really believe in the prospects for the company. So to us, buybacks makes a lot of sense. And it will really give us flexibility in terms of future M&A or to settle employee share options. Okay, great. And looking sort of more at the Q3 results, there's been there's been a few companies that have announced before Canby, and it's been a bit of a mixed bag. Some appear to have, have struggled and have referenced the, the difficult year-on-year -year comps with what was a, a busier sporting schedule last year due to COVID. But Canby seems to have lapped that comp pretty confidently. What, what were some of the kind of growth drivers behind that? 
Yeah, I mean, it was. We were playing against a difficult, difficult playing field with, with the busy sporting calendar as they played catch up Q3 last year. But I think here we're seeing the benefits of our earlier sales and regulatory efforts. So if I look at kind of markets for start where we've grown since Q3 last year in the US, we've got Tennessee, Virginia, Arkansas, Michigan has gone online. And most recently of all, Arizona, which went, went live in September. They've all gone live since this time last year. And then Argentina as well, which became licensed in that intervening period. And that, that's brought with it various other kind of launches of new customers as well, which we had signed Casino Magic, Bet Warrior, Nexus, and Belgian National Lottery, all now contributing to our results, which weren't there this time last year. So, you know, we're really reaping the benefits of, of all that work on the sales and regulatory side of things. In addition to that, we just continue to see strong growth from our existing portfolio. So our existing operators have been performing very strongly. So all in all, I think all these factors contributed to a very strong Q3 this year. Excellent. Thank you. I suppose looking ahead into to Q4 and future impacts and, and specifically around the Netherlands, you know, there's been an update to the regulation there. And, and I suppose that's delivered a bit of a mixed picture for Canby with some, um, some of our partners having to pull out the market, but also uh, a strong start for our our new partner, Bet City, there. So, how would how do you look at the Netherlands? How do you kind of sum up that market from from Canby's perspective at the moment? Yeah, as you mentioned, we did have some of our operators exit the market, but we believe they're confident of gaining a license early next year or at some point next year. So, fingers crossed for that. But what we are is very encouraged by the start of Bet City, who started very strongly from day one of the uh, of the regulating market. So, all in all, I'd say midterm, we we still believe we're going to be in. A, quite strong position in the Dutch market. Super fingers crossed for, for that next year. Christian, coming, coming back to you, I suppose we're we're about three or four weeks now into into quarter. Can can you just kind of give us a little bit of commentary on how things have gone so far in Q4? Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously we we don't comment results, but activity-wise, I think it has been a great start of, of Q4. Four. Now all the US sports are in full swing. NFL and the college football, of course, has been been ongoing the whole quarter. But now also the NBA, the basketball in US is is ongoing. Of course, we have more or less a full slate of, of sports going on in in Europe as well. So, so uh, as usual, Q4 will be a very busy quarter when it comes to uh, the activity of sports. We are continuing supporting our partners with uh, launches, and uh, we have a very busy schedule. We, we have a lot of launches uh, during the, the quarter now. We will see more and more activity on existing customers uh, going forward. On the Bet Builder product that I mentioned before, I think we have a very exciting addition. We're uh, starting the college football this weekend, and, and not uh, only having NFL, but also having the college football. I think we will be the first one uh, really rolling that out for college uh, football in, in the US. So very exciting about that. Excellent. And I suppose looking a bit further ahead then, I know it's a bit difficult to give too much guidance here, but what should we be looking at in terms of the main drives of growth into the rest of Q4 and also into next year? Yeah, I mean, there are new markets uh, coming up. We have some uh, major states. We hope for, of course, uh, being uh, active in New York and Ohio is hopefully coming up uh, early next year. I think in Canada we see activity and uh, we believe Ontario, which is a major part of Canada, coming on late Q4 or Q1. And we still expect a lot of growth, as we have mentioned before, in, in Latin America. I think we, we have quite a lot of, of 
growth uh, just coming on market expansion uh, going forward. And on top of that, I mentioned it already last quarter, I think our pipeline is looking as good as it ever have uh, looked more or less. So, so it's looking great. I think in Europe, I also mentioned last quarter, but uh, we see a new interest uh, fr- from uh, some operators uh, with existing sports betting business uh, that are looking at, at uh, changing uh, uh, their current technology whether it's in-house or, or not. So very, very pleased uh, with where we are in terms of, of a sales pipeline. And of course, next year we have a lot of big events. Uh, we have a World Cup next year again. So, so uh, it should be a busy year for Cambi. Excellent. Well, it seems like there's some really good times coming up and ahead of us. So with that, I'll wrap up here. And hopefully when it comes to the Q4 report on February 11th, um, you'll be able to tell us a little bit more about those those great things that you listed there. So I'll leave it there, gents. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks to everyone for listening. And as I mentioned before, thank you. And as I mentioned before, we'll see you back here on the 11th of February.